It's the Brian and Jen podcast. She is the talented, talkative, intensely tibular girl from Southern California. She's an independent woman who has busted some glass ceilings of her own. Jennifer Aww. Horn, who is also your conservative crusader. That is the nicest introduction you've given me in one week. That is really, really oh, well, good. That. And that right there is lovable liberal Brian Whitman. And uh, today, Brian, I, f- I feel bad because this is a subject. Uh, our, our podcast today is based on the good people of China. Now, not, we maybe, say- not, not the good people, but the... Well, in the Chinese government, the very bad, bad people, so bad. I mean, you have a fever? You do? <laughs> Go China. I mean, it's like so bad with the government. They sent this virus, and then they manipulate their currency. I know a lot about money and dollars and cents. Not so much cents, but dollars and money <laughs> and the economy. But you understand. And now there's another effort, it seems, for China to... Uh, well, kind of gum things up. the Chinese government to gum things up for us here in America. Yeah, this you know this has been a, something that I've been watching for a long time. I know I probably bug you to death when I talk about it because some people I think think it sounds conspiratorial, but if you actually look at the facts, if you follow the money trails, if you look at the reaction of the Chinese Communist government, you think maybe something's up. I mean, it's not just that they found themselves inserted in our pharmaceutical business, where over ninety percent of our pharma of our pharmaceutical products come from China. It's not that they found themselves in our food industry so people are getting sick from overprocessed foods then they may they have to use pharmaceuticals to get well this is a money-making ring and it really lies uh, a lot in uh, in china and the chinese government then you take into account of course what we've all been dealing with the coronavirus this pandemic and whether or not you believe that china created it in a lab or it happened unintentionally whatever you believe china did not handle this virus right they held back information they uh, did not tell people how they dealt with this. They didn't talk about the real death toll or the caseload that happened in China. And not only did they try to prevent that information from going out to the rest of the world, costing hundreds of thousands of lives, but they also decided to bring in, collect all of the PPE from around the world so that they could resell it back to other nations as they dealt with it at a higher cost. And they also did it and used this bargaining block of Huawei, which is their technology company that allows for spying and made governments really sign a deal in blood with the Chinese government to let these companies in just to get PPE for the people that they needed to get it to during the pandemic. In the days of COVID-19, it was President Trump, and it was controversial at the time. I think still remains controversial, depending upon, well, as a result of the the obviously differing opinions on President Trump's decision vis-a-vis China to pull the U.S. out of the World Health Organization for President Trump felt that specifically with the handling of COVID-19 coronavirus in the beginning, centered in mainland China, that the government there uh, was not responsible. And the World Health Organization, an international organization, obviously was giving cover. Their leadership was giving cover uh, to to bad actors in the Chinese government. So this controversy is heating up. And every story about China's uh, 
well, about behavior from Chinese members of the Chinese government that seems not on the level is certainly getting noticed. And you found one here. This is an interesting story, by the way. Yeah, so this came from Axios, and it basically talks about China's impact on Hollywood. Now, we are in California. The movie industry, Hollywood, television shows are one of our greatest exports from our state. Yep. Now they're saying that China is actually putting, and the Chinese government here, putting pressure on Hollywood to produce films that might be very popular that might soar in the country's box office. So in the Chinese box office and avoid those that may displease Beijing. They said that they want to censor essentially American blockbusters. And they think by doing it, Beijing believes it can prevent American and global audiences Mm. from imagining the Chinese communist party as a major threat and from viewing the targets of Chinese repression as victims worthy of sympathy. China's box office is projected to surpass the United States as the largest film market in the world. People are seeing movies there that's one thing that we probably don't know exactly what they are getting access to but certainly they're getting access to american movies and so they're calling this an epidemic of self-censorship in hollywood where hollywood is censoring itself on china because china's paying them to do that the people of china have suffered enough serious i hope they don't get ishtar howard the duck is coming howard the duck i mean as if it hasn't been bad at whitman stop it you should be serious yeah this is not a good report okay uh i i would say that with Okay, interesting report, right? Um, China suppressing our movie industry in a sense, I would have to say, now I'm not a defender of the Chinese government or bad actors in it, obviously. However, we here in this country have done a pretty good job of our own suppressing the Hollywood entertainment motion picture business. I mean, because the theaters are all closed. I mean, when's the last time you were in a movie theater? You can't get in there. I mean, no, no, uh, no popcorn, uh, uh, no raisinets, no goobers. I mean, there's plenty of goobers no, walking around outside. Right. But can you I mean, it's like if the movies are not being seen, China could try to influence an industry that's not turning out movies. I mean, there are no I was hearing on the Internet in a world where this exciting and thrilling coming attraction will never be seen or heard. I can't thrill you, enchant you, challenge you. Jerry Bruckheimer does not present a film that has not even been written. I mean, that's kind of what's going on. That's exactly what's been going on. But it's not about the box office numbers here. Obviously, movies have really been frozen. TV has been frozen because of production. It's just slowly getting back to into right. the swing of things with a lot of modifications. But sure. it's it's not about that. It's about the messaging. You know, they talk about in this article that Mulan, which is a movie, if you're a parent, you probably know it's coming out. It's a live action version of the Disney cartoon, and it's supposed to reach 60 million subscribers on Disney Plus. It's supposed to bring in a lot of money, probably a billion dollars in global box office sales. And the woman that was cast was actually China had a hand in picking the woman that would play Mulan and the message from this movie that features a female Chinese warrior during the Han Dynasty. So China's infiltrating already. And it's interesting because they say after certain world events, we see villains pop up in movies. And this is what China wants to avoid because Mm -hmm. China, of course, will probably be villainized for at least in some extent for their role in the coronavirus. Well, they're currently being vilified by President Trump. It's already happening. 
and and probably rightly so. Hollywood has played this role in the creation of foreign enemies. So remember, from Russians to Middle Eastern terrorists after 9-11, they cite James Bond movies, the Rocky movies, Air Force One, as a few of the major American films that feature iconic Russian villains. Mm. They also cite post-9-11 movies like American Sniper, Zero Dark Thirty, which uh, presented Middle Eastern villains, right. terrorists that were, you know, obviously vilified, again, rightly so, but shown in movies, and that kind of becomes part of pop culture. That's what China yeah. doesn't want to have happen, I guess, with them. Well, you know, and and, and Jennifer, I have to say, uh, in, in uh, with my mind on Chinese-American people and Chinese nationals, people, not bad actors in the government, I... I have a very good friend. Actually, we used to date. She was born and raised in the Soviet Union. I mean, in when it was the Soviet Union. <laughs> you go there now. It's like it wasn't that long ago. By I mean, the Iron Curtain, nineteen eighty-eight for Eastern Europe, yeah, at least, or the Czech right. Republic. You know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And then, woo, okay, so my friend Natasha. It's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Her name is do? Natasha. What? Right. She wore a lot of glitter, right? Can you please? I mean, really, could you please? Excellent dancer. Doesn't your fiance? I mean, she's not a rocket, but yeah. uh, no, she's not a rocket. But she's also not working at that hospital where they, you know, everybody's kind of thirsty. I mean, you want to do it? Oh, we'll okay. Just the, I, we'll just leave the thirst alone. Truce, truce. <laughs> okay. So my uh, serious, uh, it, 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 what you said stirred this memory we were in a movie theater one day you know back in the old world in the mother country no not in the soviet right. union but here in southern pre-pandemic when we could do those crazy things way pre when she could stand the side of me in, in 1990s or something and there was a character that came up on the screen i promise you this is true and it was not a good character it was a bad guy it was a male and he was russian and he had a very stereotypical russian accent and all of this and i have to tell you i was blind to any really reaction to that and my girlfriend at the time exhaled let out a, a sigh and, and kind of a, <laughs> and i heard it and i said keep it down the movie what hey what's wrong with you brian did not look i mean the, the, the russian everywhere they put them so the the presentation of the russian bad guy to her now was she spying on you and trying to infiltrate your position as a powerful media well, personality I didn't know at it. that time okay or no? now believe it or not <laughs> i didn't know it at the time right but she had she had orchestrated an influence campaign against my Using mayor, Antonio, Antonio Villaraigosa, <laughs> in here in Los Angeles. I didn't know it. I said, what are you doing after the movie? I'm going to go get something. He said, right, very important to get to a day. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing, but I would not want to be Antonio Villaraigosa. I said, Ooh. what are you? I am a patriot. And I ended the relationship. That's nice. Always About good. three years later. <laughs> right. When she ended her. it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Isn't it coincidental? That's weird. She just danced I called her. Way her out of I said, heart. hey, I'm calling. Say, I don't think we should be. Brand, that's what I'm calling. I was going to call you right now to say, oh, well, this just works out because I called you first. Well, not really. I was dialing phone. Did you do a jinx breakup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to break up with me? Jinx. <laughs> Gotta go. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I look, I think we can have some fun with this, that's but serious. it's really quite a, quite a serious problem. And that is the influence of China and the unwillingness of our elected officials to deal with them. I think uh, President Trump has done more than anybody really has to do it. But I even think he hasn't been tough enough on China. They he he's had the 
the mm-hmm. backbone to pursue them, but it needs to be more. I think the American oh. people have an appetite for this. The only people in Congress that I have heard actually talk about China are Tom Cotton, Dan Crenshaw, and Senator Marsha Blackburn. They're the only three people that I've actually heard deal with this problem. And Democrats, for whatever reason, are hiding from it. They didn't mention well. it one time during the convention. China said, come on, China's not out to eat our lunch. Well, yeah, they are. They have a big economy. They have a lot of resources. They want to disrupt us. I wouldn't be surprised if Chinese money is behind these protests that we're seeing in American cities. And it's time for somebody to take this country seriously before they get their wish and uh, make Americans work for them instead of having American greatness celebrated like we do every day. We do it every day. Yes, we do. I did it before Trump. I do it during. I'll do it. I'll celebrate. Let me say something from the other side. Alternative perspective here. President Trump on the Brian and Jen podcast. President Trump has been criticized uh, by more than a couple of folks for the trade war with China. And the reason, uh, and Jen, you say amp up kind of the, uh, well, you didn't say hostility, but the net result of the actions you support would be a, a ratcheting up of hostilities between not, not between two nations. And China is an economic superpower. Obviously, the United States is a military superpower and an economic superpower on the planet. The relations between those, these two nations, given the economic influence they have all across the planet and into the solar system, even with uh, every, it's got to be dealt with very carefully. And the, one of the criticisms as we lean into a presidential election is that President Trump is, well, maybe a little, uh, uh, I wouldn't say aggressive. Or belligerent with China. He certainly vilifies them at every opportunity he has in terms of our economic benefit mutually with them. And you might say, well, we're not getting any, Brian. That's the point, you dunderhead. Thank you. Yeah, I have to, to say. Exactly, no, you dunderhead. You're, you're no, but uh, no, I think that um, it. it Here's the thing. I think that President Trump early on was trying to negotiate a trade deal with China. Then when the coronavirus hit and he saw what was going on, he toughened up his tone and his stance. I think we need to not take China for granted. We need to not trust that they are out there trying to do anything that would help raise up or or bring up Americans. They're not trying to lift us up. They're trying to take us down. And And so... I think it's important, and I hope that as we get to these debates, if there is one, I know there are a lot of talk that there won't be debates. If there is a debate, this should be something significant because one of the worries for a lot of people is that Biden is is owned by the Chinese because of his relationship and some of the business setups that he received, his brother received, his son Hunter received from the Chinese government when he was vice president. And so that is a problem. He needs to address it. And by not talking about it, it seems like maybe he has more to hide than we know. Okay, and you know I, I've heard you articulate that very eloquent criticism. I, I would say you are right, President Trump. He was very offended by the way China members of the Chinese government handled uh, the coronavirus, so-called China virus, and he was very angry. And boy, did he show them how to handle a pandemic or an epidemic? When in the middle of COVID nineteen, he said, "I'll show you, China. I'll just stop going to these COVID meetings, and I'll show you how it's really done." And I. I 
Huh? Look, you can say what you will about President Trump and how he handled coronavirus. We could have another debate for another podcast on that. But I think when you talk about transparency, that's the that is the criticism. It's not about how China handled it in their own country. It's about when it broke out. Mm-hmm. What did you tell to the rest of the world? And well, China right. tried to hide all of their information. America is not doing that. America is is actually helping other nations. We're providing equipment to other nations because we had an overstock of ventilators and of PPE. So we're giving that away now. That is not what China did. China wanted to see the rest of the world get sick. They wanted to see what the impact would be. They knew it would be hugely a problem for economies around the world, and they want to capitalize off of it. You're right. It is a conversation for another Brian and Jen podcast as we lean into the presidential election on November 3. I'm scratching down some important thoughts about what you just said, but Brian and Jen podcast listeners... You have to wait till next time to hear all of that conversation about the election and coronavirus and the handling and response of the pandemic, just how important it will be to voters on November 3. My love, it's just always so wonderful to, well, I have to, well, it's not wonderful to not see you, but to be in the comfort of your company and your 15 miles away because we're remotely broadcasting <laughs> from, you know, it's great to visit. It's the best way for us to be together. I, you know what? Uh, for fun. you, but not, for, I want, I want to see you, but you, I don't know. I think you win. I want to see you too. You know that. I love you very, very much. Now let's give the old Hollywood air kiss because we don't okay, see. Ready? Here we go. How mm. you us right now. hand sanitizer. I hate she touched right me. Now. All right. It's the Brian and Jen podcast. It's my- 